You're listening to the Grassroots Network podcast exclusively on the Pod Station. Get social at the Grassroots Network on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Hello everyone and welcome to the Grassroots Network podcast. Today I sat down with local grassroots referee James Henderson. He shared his insight into refereeing grassroots football and gave a referee's perspective. This episode is about an hour and a half long, but it really could have gone on for about three hours. The conversation was that good. It was really interesting to see a referee's way of looking at the game and how they make decisions. There's plenty of takeaways for coaches, parents and players and hopefully you take them with you into the future. Hope you enjoy the conversation and thank you very much for listening. So, welcome to today's podcast for the Grassroots Network. I'm joined by grassroots referee James Henderson. Um, he's refereed a couple of my games for my under-14 side and also he's he's refereed quite a decent level. So I thought it would be a good introduction into a referee's point of view and perspective so yeah if you want to give us a little bit of a background about yourself mate and and how you kind of got into refereeing yeah so uh, i actually started around about six years ago um i was playing footy got a bit old um just things started to catch up with a few injuries and i thought i'll give ref a go and i did it for uh, about six seven months but then my work commitments changed so i dropped off um, so kind of went back playing footy and then five, six years later I uh, started doing it again so I did my course and when was it? November last year so 21 so it's fairly like new again mm. um, and then just flown from there um, last time I did it there wasn't much help with us there wasn't WhatsApp groups there wasn't I didn't feel like I had any kind of support and I was busy anyway so it dropped off but this time um, technology is definitely better there for referees there's you know you're getting messages there's Facebook groups to be on um, you know there's things just going on all the time and people are there to support you now and I think that um, you'll see a lot more referees coming through with that that's probably one of the problems that they had in the first place yeah so well obviously you you linked into you your, your playing sort of career there so while you're still playing now and you're refereeing can you see like can you see things in yourself that you change now that you're a referee yeah yeah so yes I mean my playing days yeah um, mainly Sunday league for myself and that um, I had a season at Middlewich Town uh, Reserves uh, um, that was kind of found myself there by a bit of default and if I'm honest was at my depth uh, there was many a time I sat on the bench watching the game thinking Jesus, these lads are good. I don't even want to go on here. Because at the time, I wasn't fit enough and the, the level was just above me. But what I did learn there was um, the Everton coaches used to take the training and the training sessions were awesome. Like you, Your football knowledge went on. And I was there when I was about 24, 25 for that season um, and just learned so much from it. And then you took it back to like kind of grassroots Sunday league games and you just improved from there. But I've kind of dropped off now. I play a little bit of five aside, but don't play 11 aside anymore now. Do you feel yourself giving any jip to the referees if you did play? <laughs> That's the thing. Sometimes you will you, you will kind of say to a ref like in a quiet like you know you, oh, surely you've seen that there like oh, but it's horrible because it's that situation like you know as a ref that you wouldn't want a ref saying I'm a referee and I'd seen that you know there's nothing yeah. worse than that type thing. Um, but there has been situations where I've watched the game or been involved in the game, seen the ref do something, and I've just thought, what are you doing? Like, but yeah, it's horrible. I have my when a coach for a season as well, and the sevens, but my style is very much kind of like stand back and let him play or let him do it himself rather than 
constant like kind of like yeah. robot type thing so yeah but yeah it, it's hard because you just want to say i'm a ref as well come on surely you see that but yeah it's it's no, yeah it's not do, good. You, do you feel like taking up like a little bit of a mental role with younger referees because obviously being out on pitches and stuff surely you must see younger referees and go oh you did that well or you yeah. know did you did you spot that? What what, what do you think? Where you come from? Yeah. yeah, I know a few younger referees, um, and kind of got to um, know a local lad called Adam who I've worked on the line with, and that as well. And we're around the same same level, around the same age as well, um, and we'll like look out for each other. Like, so if he's refing and I'm watching it, um, I can watch him and say like, oh, you know, he was off there, or no, you did that, and also the feedback from him to yourself, like, oh, no, you're miles away from that, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, and you know, you should have been a bit closer. Um, mentoring referees I think that's the next step for me next year because that'll be going for promotion I think you get allocated a mentor but I think it should be upon referees like you say they're the older ones to take it upon himself if they are just watching the game to have feedback with the referees there identify himself and just say you know you did this really well have a work on this it's nothing to it's no it's not a slur them if you said you don't have to slate them but say like you know you weren't near any big decisions today were you and they're honest with themselves they'll go no and they'll go away and do something about it but there's nothing wrong with uh, giving someone that feedback I go watch some of the games all the time and I, I will always kind of pop and see the ref and that and give them a bit of support when you're there to let them know yeah. so I think it's quite good yeah I think that's especially for the younger referees from from looking at playing fields and yeah. games and stuff there's loads of young referees you see them with the yellow armbands and you yeah. think you definitely need that person to stand by you and go you're doing a good job and we'd like to think coaches do it but sometimes they see the younger referees as a little bit of an easy target I would I think, think. So. I, th- I think it is I think the, the yellow armband is a great idea in some ways but it's not in other ways because it highlights to people we all know this lad's inexperienced and they're on them you know I've, I've watched games where you know down playing yards where they, from kick off to 90th minute they're, just they're on, on this ref just yeah. on them and they haven't got the life experience to turn around and tell them to do one or deal with the situation and you can see them come you know they go into the shell a bit because of the, you know what's going on which is a shame really but I suppose you've got to have the, the bands there one way but it does highlight to people that yeah, good. it does, doesn't it? It does, and it's it, for a lot of young referees. I think, in your experience, and and I can speak from when you've refereed our games. Our boys love you because of how honest you are, yeah. and um, and the way you referee a game. Um, you you kind of you you're not seen and you're not heard, but when you're there for the right decisions, it and you coach them through them and you yeah. tell them why you've made the decision and not in a condescending way, which some referees can do. Yeah. But it's it's that coaching probably from your coaching experience yeah. that you've passed on to the kids. So, what 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 do you think makes a good referee? Um, you know, I, I was looking at this and I was thinking about uh, this question. I, I think there's there's loads to it, and I'm going to start with communication, and it's what you said there. In my playing days, there were certain refs who would blow a whistle, and both teams would look at each other, and you'd look at the other centre and you'd say, what, "What's he give there?" And he'd go, "I don't know what he's give there." So you just say to the ref, "Ref, what have you give there?" And they'd say, "I don't need to explain to you." And that highlighted to me as a player, you don't know what you're doing, and that, rash and, decisions, I, yeah, and yeah. impulse, and, and you you were on it then because you thought this ref doesn't know what he's doing, so the elephant's hyped and elephant's going. Whereas if you'd have just said at the time. Well, he pulled him back or seen it hit his hand. You don't have to agree with him, but you can see where he's coming from. And 
you can't, you know, say you can't argue, you can if you want, but mm. you're not going to get anywhere. But then at least you know what he's given and why he's given. Yeah. And I think communication, like you said before, there's so many aspects of it, even to the managers, to the players, just explain yourself or and talk to them through the game. There's nothing wrong with talking to a referee. Like even it's just like, you know, I remember one uh, women's Chester game, the centre mid, she just looked awful. I was like, you all right? And she'd been at Leeds Fest the day before and she was hanging. <laughs> but, and I was like, you all right? And we was just having a laugh in the centre midfield and, you know, and at the end of it, she said, "I've never had a ref just talk to us." And I said, there's, "You know, there's there's nothing wrong with just communicating throughout that. It doesn't have to be about the game. It's, you know what I mean. It, it can be dead simple. So you all right? Because you could just tell. And um, yeah, that's one thing I've always like kind of tried to instill and say, refing your lads and the younger ones, certainly." you do do a fair bit of coaching with it as well you do, you yeah know, you kind you, of have to don't you because yeah. they're still learning the game themselves yeah. and you know sometimes especially if I, I don't really like doing a game where it's like 8-9-0 or something like that and you, you know you tend yourself you see kind of if you do that's the team that's getting beat you might say to the centre mid look their winger he's got no one on him you're right but got to push up here or you'll have a little thing like that but then it's funny because you'll get a coach in the opposition like then start you're coaching them and you're like no do you know what you're 10 nil up it's me saying you know you need to get a grip of that winger really what's the point the, yeah. of having a go you what, know what I mean yeah. well, it's you know it, it's that's that's kids football for you yeah so I think communication it is massive and it, I think that's one thing then and I've got reading players and situations for me, like I've got a bit of life experience and stuff like that with the age and that, and the youngsters don't have. But you'll you can read a player. Certain players will come on that pitch, and you just know that if that certain type of player, whether they're physical, whether they're kind of you know within themselves. So you'll read them, and as the game's going on, if that player's starting to get more and more agitated, the levels start rising up, and you can physically see it. Yeah, can't you, you can see the yeah. red. So like. I'll say seven keep your head seven keep your head uh, and they're like you know yeah yeah you know I said that you're talking to them or you know it's, it's and the same as reading the players managing a situation if seven's just lost the ball gone in for something that he thinks is a foul and you haven't give it because it's not and you can see his, his chest pumps up and he, he starts running chasing a player down that he wouldn't normally do you all know what's coming yeah you all know what's coming so you're just in the head as soon as you can see him running saying seven stay on your feet seven stay and then he, his head just goes oh yeah 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 what am I doing here and he'll calm it whereas if you don't he'll then two foot someone and you've got all big things to me yeah and then it just erupts then doesn't it? it and then, then you're at boiling point aren't you and, and that's it there yeah. certain players you can't talk to certain ones will just go and do that two foot challenge mm. but most players at that point the penny drops that they're the chasing back for something that they wouldn't normally do or yeah. they're really going to stretch for something they won't get so they, they kind of will stop but that's another thing too it's just reading a player reading a situation and just dealing with it prior you know even, even if that situation even if you blow because you can see there's going to be a massive clash or something happening just blow up for the smallest free kick just to start just to defuse the game yeah does that that thing. kind of sets the standard then doesn't yeah. it of you know you kind of need to keep your calm here yeah. because this is the decisions I'm going to make that's it because um, you want them to play but you have to do that um, and I've said about it I mean obviously I did your game at the weekend admit mistakes mm. like the, the thing at the weekend with, with the, their goal like I've never had that before and it was horrible but I went straight over to their side there and explained there's nothing I can do with that situation. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've got in the way of a player, but I can't call destruction, so it can't be a free kick. You know, and how many 50-yard shots dropping like that? But, you know, when I said to them, look, hold my hands up, I've got in the way, but 
I, I couldn't have blew me whistle. I was racking me, um, me brain with law and thinking, what can I do? And there was nothing I can do. And luckily, it was only a friendly and it wasn't um, yeah. a cup game. But, you know, you learn from that. I now will maybe position myself slightly different um, or something like that. But and you'll just learn from the mistakes. But I've made a few mistakes in my time mm. and just hold my hands up and said, that's my mistake. It's my That's my mistake. That don't worry. And it's, they can still kick off and have a go and you know, whatever. But we all make mistakes. That's yeah. why I'm an amateur ref. That's why they're amateur players because we make their mistakes. And, um, well, I was going to say to you this, when, when that happens, what is the general sort of feedback off coaches then when you do that is it is it usually positive can it be I, I can obviously imagine in Birkenhead Sunday League it must go off if yeah. it did and again because it's just fellas being idiots but in grassroots I can imagine youth and junior players and coaches being like yeah okay fair play yeah I'll take that yeah that's pretty much it on Sunday League they'll make a big thing of it that you've made that one mistake um, whereas grassroots and, uh, and academies that have done they're like you know you know, fair play you, you make mistakes we make mistakes let's move on mm. um, it's it's interesting the difference between academies and grassroots and Sunday League Sunday League is, <coughs> is still too raw um, and it's mostly players that have kind of had it their own way and shouted at refs throughout the years whereas you see the academies and the younger ones now there is a difference. Yeah. There's definite difference. Well, and it's, it's silent, start, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's it's ingrained from that very first second that you step foot into like yeah. Finch or what was Melwood. And yeah. It, it's ingrained that this is the way things are done. And a little bit of that is now translating over to grassroots, I, yeah, I feel. I think, yeah, I definitely think it's better. Uh, like it's still, obviously the older ones, they're still kind of going through. And one of the worst is Vets football. Vets really? football is one of the worst. Um, I never have imagined that. Yeah. I, I would have thought those guys with a bit more experience. Do you know what? Have no, they are the most competitive, um, and, and there's there's so many factors of dangers that you've got. And uh, I don't mind doing vets, but it's not my choice because of it. But you've got the vets in vets football. You've got a lot of factors. So you've got the player that kept himself trim. So he's he's forty years of age, but he's lean and he's fast. Yeah. And he's against the right back who's put on four stone <laughs> and can't do what he wants to do. So he his head run. his head tells him what he wants to do, but his body can't. So he's late on challenges and you know you've that's got that. more clumsy, isn't it? it is, as yeah. well, because it's not like he's meant to do it. And that's it. And also in vets football, they still challenge like the Prem did 15 years ago and you can't do them challenges these days I had Foxhall's vets at the weekend here and a lad came on and he gave away two penalties and a, an horrendous free kick and a thing and in his head he generally doesn't think that he'd done anything yeah, wrong but even his own players were laughing at the situation if you know what I mean because <laughs> they were like you know, two absolute stonewall penalties we were laughing at and the one on the halfway was one where he came in got the ball and then continued through the player with both kind of legs in mm. the air it said look you, you can't do them these days but they're still playing that in their heads they're still playing Premiership you know the Keane and Vieira days they wouldn't survive in football now them the challenge they did now they'd be off every game yeah it's different isn't yeah, it you but can't they still play it. that so yeah. Vets football is one that I think Jesus Christ <laughs> what we're going to get here would never have thought that I yeah. would have thought obviously with a sort of a more mature team yeah. you would have got a little bit more calm but saying that though you, you are right I think the older you get the probably the more competitive you are because you 
you're still trying to do it at your yeah. best of your ability and the best of your level. They just they don't want to get old. I think is the thing with them as well. Another thing with them as well is the switched on. So if they can have you off at any point, they will. <laughs> so they will walk a free kick five yards forward. They yeah. will. And you know, when there's certain ones like a, a lad I used to play with, is in your ear like, you know, what are they doing there, ref? Is that ten yards? It, little things, and you've got to be like I've got it written here, headstrong. You've got to be headstrong enough to deal with them type of people who are in your ear all the time type thing to just have a laugh with them and kind of bat it off, but. They're just trying to gain that little bit of extra uh, yardage or sway by yourself by kind of, you know, saying little comments to you. But in vets football, that is rife. Yeah, I can imagine. Because they're, they're all crafty, aren't yeah. they? And they're, they're experienced. They've been, they've played at different yeah. levels and probably done it a multitude of times. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting with them, you know, how switched on the are at times. Some, you think, oh, God, how's he done that? And they're like, oh, that was clever like that. But yeah, and you just, you get used to it. Yeah. Um, We've got here as well. Fitness is another one. <laughs> Fitness in, in referees is key because if if you're not on it and you're miles away from everything, you'll people will find you out. That's one thing that I've learned. I mean, I just try and be there for the for the key things and you spot sprinting when you can. But I've watched some referees that don't move out of the centre circle. And it's, it's a bit dangerous that because when you get into the corners and stuff like that, challenge coming in, they're nowhere near it to make the decision. And well, I was going to say, I, I feel like it, it can impact your decisions because, for example, if you if you if you are off it and you're not anywhere near it and you see something that you think you've seen, but then 20, 30 people on the line and players close to the balls seen it, yeah, then it kind of undermines you a little bit, I can, I can imagine. Yeah. So how, how would you position yourself then? So for, for example, wingers running at a right back, something's gone on, would you find yourself 20, 20 yards away so you can see it or would you kind of follow the play? So if the wingers, say you're right, say you're right wingers kind of running at the full back and the full backs, I'd never say 10 yards mm. from the area, so they're out wide on the right, aren't they there? Yeah. My position in there would probably be... Um, about 25 yards out the area on the right hand side mm. so I'm kind of behind that player but can can see because and you judge it as well if that winger's always gone past him you know he's going to go on the outside if he's a type of winger that's going to cut in and shoot you know he's going to cut in so you position yourself where, where you're at with that player to give him the ample space to kind of move around but try to be within you don't know much more than 25 yards, ideally even 15 to 20 of each thing like that because because there's going to be a clash point. You know the yeah. challenge is going to come in there. There's going to be, might even be just a shoulder or a lazy dangle leg out. There's going to be something there um, and then and then how it develops on because then if you put yourself there, you can kind of easily, if he crosses, move to the centre and see where they cross and then if it is clear, then obviously then you're back on the halfway and you do there. Mm-hmm. Um, Positional-wise, you, you learn that as you go. I've done games where it's been that quick that I've got to slow it down otherwise I'm not going to be in position and I know the game isn't about the referee at all but um, if you if you say there's a free kick in the area six yard line um, and you let the keeper take a quick one and it's long you're stood next to him and he's just putting the ball 50 yards so you'll you'll say to him on the whistle and you'll get back in and when you know when you're doing this you'll have players people on the sideline saying come on ref it's not about you it's not about you but you, if you give him the hard to play quickly there you'll give yourself a hell of a run mm. to there and then they clear it and it's back in that area you've just done I don't know 100 yards of sprinting that you didn't have to do so you start getting like savvy with the situations um, of like where you're shouting and, and where you're going and positioning you just learn it as you're there Oh. Yeah, yeah. I can 
the the thing with obviously the position I was really interested in was just because like you've just said there with the ball going up like you, you potentially you could miss something that could be important to the game and then obviously with coaches saying that um, they you know what are you doing ref you're slowing the game down well potentially that ball goes over and a foul's committed up the top end they could have had a free kick up the top end yeah. and you might have missed it so I think I think in hindsight the thing to do is actually we say it all the time you're never going to change a referee's mind so just let them do what the, what they're there yeah. to do Um the headstrong thing was really interesting as well I think going back to communicating and obviously if you do make a maybe make a make a mistake you're owning it yeah. but you're talking about it but you're like I've made the decision and I'm sticking to it Yeah. this is because one thing I tell our lads is there's there's a couple of people you never argue with because you'll never win referees in football and police yeah. just listen to them get on with it and then go again yeah because not, I mean, lads can always appeal, and I always say something like, "Yeah, I mean, they appeal for offsides and stuff like that." I don't mind. I always say ask because it draws my attention to it. I might not agree with you. I might say, "No, seven's playing them on, or three's dropped." I'll try and let them know. Certainly in the younger ones, I'll say, "Look at your right back there," and they'll turn and see him ten yards behind. They're like, "Right," and they'll know this ref switched on there. Um, and it, but if you just wave them away, they're like, "Well, who played him on?" You know, sometimes you can't say no, but you can say no. We come from behind him, what type of thing. Yeah. But again, and sometimes when a ball's played, certainly in youth football, I'll shout, they're all on. So they all know to defend that properly. So they're not going to stop, they're not going to pause. That little shout lets them all know, right, well, there's no point in appealing here because he's telling me. Yeah. Um, and that goes the same throughout the pitch. Bouncing ball bounces up, it's a lad on his shoulder near to his arm. I'll just shout off his shoulder. It stops anyone out asking for a ball. It's and clear, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And they know to play on. If there's a bit of a coming together and the ball pops out, I'll shout, no fouls, no fouls. Come on, play it. And so they know he's not going to be blowing because he's happy with that and they play on. Mm. And that's my dialogue. I don't know if people can hear me doing that. You can, yeah. can, yeah. Yeah, I can, yeah. 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 I, I've I, noticed it in yeah. our games. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's just talking to them. So they're not stopping, they're not pausing because sometimes someone can stop and they can get hurt because they've stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thing there and the headstrong is look you make mistakes there's there's, there's certain players um, who at the start of a game will ask for a handball when it's never a handball and they'll continue the whole thing handball blah 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 blah, blah and it becomes there but what them players don't know and if they listen to this and they can learn they lose all credibility with me now I'll never listen to a player when it's a corner or a goal kick or whatever but if I know a player's not asked for anything all game and I give a corner and he turns around and he's really adamant, like, you know, where honestly, that you know, whatever. Um, and you're like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if it did get that wrong. And I've even had it where sometimes the four are really honest and say that they, they come off me that shin then, shin then. But you've give the corner. So the lad's about to take the corner and the forward said that to you. Now You've got a decision there. You can go blow your whistle and say no, I got that wrong, and he's admitted to me, which you'll you'll look silly on. Does that set that can set a precedent as well? Doesn't set it? Set a precedent. So for me in that situation, I've had a forward who's just coughed to me that that should have been a goal kick. So the forwards are never scoring off that corner. When that ball comes in, the smallest push from a forward, a quick blow, and out, and you've rectified the situation. For me, you've managed the game, the situation. They're not going to get an advantage from corner they shouldn't have got because you, you definitely know. And you've saved, like, face kind of dealing with that situation. Little things like that are key. Because if you blow when someone's about to say corner and say, I've changed my mind, the sidelines would be on you. Albeit the right thing to do, hmm. they would be on you. So then it's, right, how can I manage this? They shouldn't have this throw. 
how how can I how can I manage this? Yeah, it's kind of like make just making it right, isn't making it? it right yeah. is, is one yeah, there. but the original decision still sticks and it's there. Yeah, um, and, and, and sometimes yeah. I've said to players they were never scoring off that corner, you know, and they get you. They're like, you know, and they they know then they understand it there, but yeah. It just comes that comes with experience, and I've got very little experience with them at the time of doing it. But watching and working with other referees, I've seen some really clever situations. I thought, yeah, they've done, they've dealt yeah. with that really good there because mm. you pick stuff up off them and drop us off others, but they are good. Anything in particular that springs to mind? I've worked with two referees. Well, we'll name because I, I, they were just on it. One was a lad called Elliot Bell um, up at Runcorn Town. In fact, both have been up Runcorn Town, and. Um, he was just so calm and relaxed and we went out there as a team and he just floated around this pitch spoke to people and after 90 minutes you barely even knew he was there which is the best thing as a referee yeah best case scenario really and isn't it? when he did need to communicate he did when he, he dealt with everything and it was just like yeah you're there's something about you, you you've, you've got it and another one was um, a female referee called Melissa Bergman um, again around Corn Town and she was the same she was just absolutely on it and floated round. I, I can't. It's weird because certain referees are always sprinting, which probably is because they're always trying to make up some it. But she was just always wherever you, as a liner, you look up and expect the ref to be somewhere. And wherever I looked up, she was there every time. And she hadn't sprinted to get there. And yeah, and again, communication wise, she was just on it. Uh, she's a FIFA women's referee, which I think shows. Does, does that come naturally then? To, I to, think it's to a bit of natural. When they I can, think yeah. it's a bit of natural. I think you. I think you can't force someone to be what they're not. So there'll be certain referees who referee a certain way because that's them and you'll never change that. It's their nature. And then you'll be the ones that, yeah, it does come naturally to them. But they, they're they probably two of the best. I've worked with a load of good ones, but they really stick in my mind. And there's things in their games. I think, yeah, I'll definitely take something from that. Did they have the respect of the players and the, the, and the managers yeah. as well? Yeah, they did. And and they knew them as well, obviously, because they'd been there before and, and stuff like that. But one thing I noticed was instantly when they got there, the players and managers respected them. There was no kind of... Um, oh, we've got hard, this referee. Yeah, got and, this ref- yeah. and I have worked with other referees where there is that players are like oh I've got you again or whatever type thing so you're a bit like well I wonder what happened there but sometimes you know certain players just don't get on with certain refs yeah which you'll yeah. always have because yeah, it's personality yeah. crosses it's, it's, it's massive in football isn't it there's, there's loads of people you don't like and that's it referee's job is probably one of the hardest jobs in football and it's so subjective yeah. so subjective um, I mean I've got written down here about the referee but consistency and it's hard to explain to people in football of why you'll never get consistency, um, but why that's a good thing. And um, like, so when you're managing a game, you want consistency from yourself throughout the game. So if you if you give like um, like a push, a very soft push throughout the game, you kind of gonna match that, mm. uh, unless you're managing a situation since so there, but. It's for instance, so I don't know if it's the first five minutes of a game. Forwards chasing down the centre back, and he's playing a long ball at the pitch. Forwards gone to block it, and he, he's just caught the, the defender's leg. Now that could be a yellow card. It could be a yellow card, but it's first five minutes. There's been nothing in the game. They've not flashed up beforehand. Um, so you're thinking, right, okay, well I can either get my cards out here and set a precedence, or I can see how this goes. But then if you do that, if you flip that to so the last ten minutes of the game. Um, the forward just had a penalty appeal turned down he's convinced he got a penalty on um, there's been flashpoints throughout the game of people leaving feet in and stuff like that and he does exactly the same challenge you're booking him mm. and that's why you'll never get consistency because situa- though 
the foul itself is exactly the same. The situation and the factors aren't. And that is probably the hardest thing in refereeing to judge. Because yeah. you'll have people who will see a challenge on a sideline and say that's a yellow card. And you're right, yeah, could uh, you're right, that could be a yellow card. But it's how I manage the game. Um, when I refereed your game the other week, Evan, in the first two minutes against the Liverpool team, he absolutely wiped out the left winger <laughs> on the side. Now, it could have been a yellow. Come away from it, spoke to him. Now, I don't know why, but the lads, the rest of that game, there wasn't another challenge like it. Yeah, They just listened to what I'd said and they were happy with what I'd said. And that game, it didn't warrant, warrant a yellow because the rest of the game went so smooth. There was no other challenge like it. I set my precedent, said, lads, none of that, stay on your feet, whatever. And they listened to us and they went on. Now, if they hadn't listened to us, there'd been a yellow, there would have been yellow cards in that game. But it's that managing that situation and that player. Some, if you go to your cards quick, you leave yourself nowhere else to go. Yeah, um, I suppose you've got to take it game by game. And like you said, it's completely subjective. Like Everything's different. And yeah. I think if more coaches and people can understand that, because how many times have you heard, ref, it's my first one? Yeah. Well, hang on a minute, mate. Like, yeah. come on. I think you need to understand a little bit from the referee's point of view that he's... He, and again, I think, like you said, you, the way you manage manage through the game and it, from a referee's point of view, I think people need to understand that. Yeah. Because that... that coming away from this now I'll think about that while I'm coaching a game with, with whatever team I'm coaching yeah it's it's a key one to, if they got their head around it they'd understand that it's just about managing the game as safely as you can I was having a discussion the other day with someone and he said oh you know referees are bent and us I said but why would we be <laughs> what's we the point we you're, not, you're not yeah. getting paid 30 quid to give Crack, crooked decisions are yeah. it. and you know even on the counties you know, we haven't got a bet on the game who's winning it's not like we've got a 10 grand on it so we're going to be going that way we don't really care who wins or loses we're there because I love football and it's the best day for me is when someone doesn't even realise you're there that's yeah. the best game for a referee yeah like you said just floating around the pitch and then if you're not there and you haven't had to make any of them tough decisions it makes it like so much easier that's the, that's the best thing I mean one thing I've done here is not try too hard don't go looking for stuff There's, there has been games where I've thought I'm 30 minutes in and I haven't blamed my whistle here now some refs at this point might think right well I need to whereas I'm like this is great yeah this is, this is great then I haven't had to blow my whistle so I think not trying too hard is one and not create situations because if you start blowing then and you, you start giving stuff that's when it just starts getting silly because yeah. people look, can't understand well you haven't blew for 30 minutes and now you're blowing for everything yeah. I've, I've seen games here where you'll get a murmur of like a referee's getting assisted uh, assessed sorry yeah. he's getting assessed so you find every five minutes he's making decisions yeah and I, I, when I when I coached at West Cheshire level that was just constant yeah like we had a game at Capernaus where it got called off 10 minutes before it finished it got it got to boiling point and all a player had been grabbed by the neck and it had all kicked mm. off but then it had settled and then the referee had just lost a bit of bottle but it was because every five minutes she was just making decisions that yeah. she didn't need to make mm. and she was getting assessed that day yeah. and I think that game might have gone so differently if that maybe that pressure hadn't have been on her but that sort of willingness to make decisions to to get a marks up or do whatever yeah. I, I don't know see I, I've only ever been I've been assessed on the, the line for counties um, and it's always listen, interesting listening to the Zoom meetings and, and our referees are being assessed and um, 
and it's predominantly good like the, the good feedback and the assessment the assessors are really good and on it um the only thing looking at it is if you do have a game where you haven't had to make any decisions you wouldn't get a good mark as a referee that's made a load of decisions and I mm. think that's probably where that comes from yeah you know they look at certain things like um is there been a, a match change in um, a game changing situation I think is the where but if there's not one there's not one so that referee shouldn't get marked down because there hasn't been one do you know what I mean it's there yeah, yeah. so I mean one thing I've got here is don't create situations <laughs> I, I, I've seen it I've been there where you're thinking you've, you've kind of that's, that, that situation has been created doing. by your own yeah, doing your own doing and then and then there's no you, there's no going back then for that person you've created that situation and that's it there you know um, and, and you know that goes on prejudging players or you know if you say to a player your next one's a booking uh, you created that situation and he does something and he doesn't then the the, the, the captain of the other team's on you you said he was and, and that's it then yeah whatever you say then well you didn't you said that before and you weren't sticking to it you've you know you've created a situation for yourself that isn't good so yeah I, I don't make promises on the pitch one thing I've learned yeah I can imagine that's a very very tough lesson to, yeah. to, to either recover from or gain experience from and once you've done it I think you are I don't know whether you go one of two ways where you go ah, right I'm done yeah. or you go right okay maybe I need to change a little bit and reflect inwards yeah. I, yeah, I, when I started reffing I had, I had said yeah yeah don't worry his, his next one he'll be and his next foul is the most menial foul and you think and if you don't then it, you put yourself in a position then you put yourself on a position whereas um, like now I just use the words of yeah yeah don't worry I'm on it I know I know how many he's done that doesn't mean I'm going to be booking the next but you know they know right, he's aware. totting up here yeah they're aware you know, where he's at but yeah because players don't forget they are you know they will remember stuff it's like oh yeah it, you're like yeah. how has he heard that has he said that like but um, yeah you know it's interesting to see players how they react to stuff you know, they're just the ones that shout and scream, and but the best ones just talk to you. That's mm. what goes back to talking at a calm level. You know, it's human nature that you know, if that person's talking to you at a calm level and asking you the same thing that someone screamed at you for, human nature says, I'll deal with you more than I deal with you. Mm. And that's one thing that younger players are learning, like I say. I think it's definitely coming through in the, in the, in the game, like. Well, hopefully, hopefully it's being coached into them because I know, yeah, we've since since our kids were six. I've always said to them that you don't talk to the referee, or if you do, it's a conversation with them. Yeah, you don't scream, you don't shout because you'll never you'll never win. But if you talk to them, you'll gain that that respect. Yeah, and I'd like to think our kids do it, but I think more coaches need to adopt that. Yeah, and and, and take it on board because if you do communicate effectively with a referee, it's only going to benefit you. You can understand why referees are given certain decisions, and then you can implement that in your game. From a coach's point of view and a player's point of view, um, so yeah, yeah, the same. Like I say, just like your lads, um, like Molly up top here, he laughs for things. He doesn't, he doesn't shout, you know, whatever. But he'll, he'll talk to us, and you know, and you can have a bit of a laugh with him as well. He laughs for something that's clearly not his ball, and you're like, come on, you know that's red, and they'll give you the little smirk and you move on. But that's football, you know, they laugh for stuff. But yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. At that age as well, they yeah. start because they start seeing it on TV, don't they? Yeah. Kicking it like well, professionals. It's funny because when you watch some professionals and stuff, and like, like one of my, my personal pet is Jordan Henderson. Like he screams at the referee, and you can see it clearly on the, and and you can lip read, you know, it's swear words, <laughs> and he's given. But not Jordan no. Henderson. He's a saint, That's isn't he? It, isn't it? So you know, he he's one, and you know, back in the day, the Keens and stuff like that, but. When you see them players, they don't realise that 
it's the it's the knock on effect, like you say. The younger ones see that and think, well, well, are you it's doing acceptable that? Like, now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's acceptable. I'll yeah. do that. Um, but I think I think it has changed definitely from when I ref five years ago to now. A lot more respect coming in there, and um, I think it'll it'll get better going forward. I'll probably get more referees coming forward. I ho- I hope so because we I've seen a lot on Twitter this year about referee a lot of referees packing in like from these that want to know who have highlighted it and stuff and you think, Jesus, like these poor guys who or even like guys and girls who were giving up Saturdays and Sundays to go and referee games and they're just getting abused. Like. Yeah, I've seen a few Facebook posts and Twitters myself and. Um, some you know some forums like referees are right like this happened today blah 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 and I'm reading it and I'm getting halfway through and I'm thinking how has it got to that point have, has there been a little bit of you caused have you, know you created I mean? like, this situation like, you know they'll say like um, um, the manager got off so I sent I sent the manager off and then a, a fan and then and then and you're reading it and you're thinking how how did it get to the point where he was getting sent off and now and you could it's just like and then at the end of it there'll be something like um, and the same happened the week before and it's horrible because you don't know him, but you're like well hang on you're the common denominator here yeah so have you created that situation yeah. for yourself or is you know is that team that bad how have they been every other game if that team's done 20 games and never had that and then all of a sudden with you they are like what is that there's so many factors to to look at it's hard to help other referees without being there and seeing it because you don't know how they've dealt with it do you think there are some referees who come into it and just think, right, I'm just going to do it and I'm just going to be a pleb? <laughs> I think <laughs> and I they like it's all it's horrible to say, but they like the power, they like the sort of authority it gives them. Yeah, I think as a person, met, seen one or two um, where clearly it's been a little bit of a power trip, um, and the way they're dealing with people is. It's not how I would deal with them, and and it's created situations, you know. And that's there's been one or two younger referees I've seen do it, um, and a few older ones. And I just thought, it's a dangerous game to play that because you know you're not the way you're speaking to people. You know, you should, should you know as a, a referee, you should show the players respect as well. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you see them talking to them, and you're like, it's very talking down to them, and that's a dangerous game because there's there's a lot more of them. If it does go wrong, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, certain referees I think have just got. I think they don't want to be a plebiscite, but I think they they're headstrong and they do how they want to be and how they see themselves, and they won't evaluate themselves. They'll never look at themselves and say, "Could have done that better." It's a much more elegant way of what I've just put it. Like. Yeah. And and you're absolutely right. I think it comes down to them wanting to do it their way, and maybe not having that sort of scope to to sit back reflect and go okay maybe I can do things a little bit differently yeah. because maybe they are that headstrong well, that's it and it, it's a sympathising player situation if, if a right back comes across and he wipes out a winger that winger's rinsed him all game they're getting beat four or five whatever you understand why that right back's done it you cut, you bring him in you have a word you book him and you have a thing and say like oh, well, I understand why you've done it he's absolutely rinsed you all game and he'll go yeah <sighs> No, it's just you know what I mean. You've left one on him. That's it. Look, no more, mate. You know what I mean. End of the day, whatever, and you move on. But then there's things where you know you can get deal with that situation, like yellow card, not not interact with them, not not show any and empathy just why they've done it. Dismiss him. Yeah, show no empathy yeah, whatsoever. You know why he's done it. You know, there's certain players that have done stuff, and you know, and you think, why? I don't know why you've done that. You've kicked out for no reason. It's not even any. There's no build up to it, and sometimes absolutely no rhyme or reason to it. But um, a game I did a local game it is um, versus two local teams they all go to school together and um, like 
they're under 15s and so they've been messaging in school well, I'm going to do you Making it they all honestly up before kick off it was it was the highest it had ever it was like an FA Cup final <laughs> the parents were up for it the kids were up for it in the first five minutes the right back had kicked out and I was like hang on deal with it um, it did get silly five minutes to go challenges were flying in um, and it, it was only this was a pre-season friendly as well oh really a pre-season friendly and I mean it was played like an FA Cup final it was so even I was saying why is this this high what, what you know what's going on um, and in the last five minutes um, challenges were flying in um, and I just managed I said you know what I'm blowing now blue full time I said that, I know there's five minutes ago but the next challenge was going to really hurt someone and there was no point in carrying that game on yeah, everyone was that high there comes an element of safety then yeah. doesn't it like you said before no matter everyone was that high that there was no going back to it and then I've, I've had that same game twice now so when I had them in the league um, managed it differently spoke to them before the game said lads look, I know you all know each other we know what happened last time but, you know and it was a good game of football we had a bit of problem with parents um, but the lads themselves a couple of yellow card challenges but there was always going to be in that game nothing really too much of note and then recently I had done the same thing and it was a, this game was for the league really you ever won it probably won them in the league one side won it there wasn't a yellow card or game um, just and they just played football good contested game that was it yeah, yeah. I, I, well you've set the standard there haven't you in the first two games and yeah. I think obviously when you show up on the pitch the lad's like right okay we, we can't we can't be sort of how we were in that first game we've yeah. really now got to got to understand what we do and how we do things and <laughs> again that's just the mark of a great referee being mm-hmm. a good people person and setting the standards and I know you said before you it's hard to be consistent but that level of consistency has clearly benefited those two teams because yeah. it's in the end they've made themselves better by playing a better game. Definitely, and you know it's a credit to both the teams that they've evolved and the players have evolved with it and and, and play differently and don't let them get a, an occasion get to them when they get to finals. That will be major learning for them. That that will it's a good thing to the coach to say, look, you know you've been there before and you've been up you know how to conduct yourselves now and they, honestly they were a credit to themselves because everyone in the last one everyone thought oh god what's going to happen here decides <laughs> the league and stuff but they just played they just played football and that was the, the, the credit to both teams but um, yeah I think it goes back to the communication and setting your consistency although every foul can't be your consistency but just be consistent without your deal with people that's all they can ask for really isn't it mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I enjoy it. I've had some good feedbacks. I've had some lovely text messages after off games, just saying where um, my lads. One of them was a bit Heswell team, and the manager he wasn't there, but his lad played for him. Someone was there, and he messaged his dad saying he was the ref we had today, and the best ref we had. Love to have me each week. Um, last week after the game, the fella said, "Just can we take your number? How come we've not seen you before? Thought you were one of the best refs we've had." That's really nice feedback to have just off people to have that feedback around well, I'm doing something right and there's always that not criticism but they can say like you know you'll come away and someone might say oh you know you, you weren't on it today or you give that and whatever and you know yourself as, uh, if I do anyway I've come off the pitch and thought that game just kind of like lost it there for like 10-15 minutes or stuff like that and then there's other times when I'm like do you know what I've been on that today been on it from day one so I'll always take the criticism with it and look at it and you can look at it and think, right, do I agree with it? Yeah, he had a point there. How can it change it? Um, and go from there. And it's how you approach a situation. Um, it's a bit strange, really, but we had a meeting with Mickey Mellon, trying to be a manager. Oh, yeah. And um, he he said a few things. Um, 
which really stuck and I wanted to go and work with Tramia uh, which I'm hopefully going to do in, the, in, the, in there when they're training do a bit of refereeing for their training um, but he said he visited the Red Arrows and uh, the way their their mentality of thinking so it changed his, his, the way he coaches so what he was saying is that when you're coaching football you have all your thinking so the keeper plays out to the right back and blah 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 and you have your little triangles you go and you're saying at no point in that coaching do you ever think right what let's pause it now what if it goes wrong if he loses the ball how do we deal with that situation and he said that's what the red arrows doing so the red arrows and they're training they only train for stuff to go wrong so they if, if red one has a bird strike they all know how to act if red two they if they train for stuff going wrong so where sometimes when i'm refereeing and that there i will look at a game and think right what can go wrong today this is the prime situation you've got two local teams it's for the thing this has got the potential of going wrong you know, you know, you've done it before. You know, the forward likes to leave his footing. You know, last time he scored, he ran along the sideline, giving it the old left to the parents, <laughs> and it flagged up to deal with that situation. So if he does score, you position yourself on the sideline of, of the opposition and just usher him away. It's something really gentle, but thinking how what can go wrong, it's it's has changed my way of thinking about stuff and in the, my day to day work as well. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I, it was honestly a way of thinking. I thought you're right there. Whenever I did coaching, we just coached, play out from the back, boom, boom, boom. At no point did we ever say, right, stop. What if it breaks down here? What if he loses the ball? Obviously, you're all up here. You're now here. What? How are we going to deal with that situation? And I thought, yeah, then that's one thing I've took forward is what can go wrong in a game. And yeah, that's a, that's a great bit of advice. Yeah, yeah honestly, think, uh... it, 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 he was probably one of the best speakers um, I've ever seen and yeah, he, he, he come across and explained it and I thought yeah I, th- I think you're onto something here um, I certainly when I seen that I thought you know what yeah if I had a footy team and you come and you pitched your thing to me I'd have you as a manager all day long with that level of yeah. uh, detail he's got there so I mean it shows they're doing quite well aren't they so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's the thing isn't it we're so quick to, to look forward and, and do all the positive things but then it's the eventualities and the and the the other side of like you say things going wrong that you give very little thought to it, don't you? Yeah. And maybe that's a bit of naivety, but people who are grounded and obviously set standards and 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 reflect, evaluate, and do what they can. That's a great thing to think about, mm. and I think I'll probably be taking that into my coaching as well because that's yeah. Well, until you hear it, it's it's, it's, it's mind blowing. It's, it's, it? it's, it's alien because mm. in, in coaching, I've never known anyone coach for a situation going wrong, and um, the question came from I can't remember what final they had. I think it was a playoff final to go up. Then I got sent off in the third minute, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. Was it Rydal? Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's the right back, isn't it? Yeah. So the, someone said to him, like, you know, we concerned, and he said no. So basically, they train for that situation. So they train for going down for ten men early on in the game because of it, because he knew that it might get to some of the players, the magnitude of it. They trained. What happens if we go down to ten men? So he said instantly, as soon as he went off, he literally just turned to his assistant and said, you know, whatever the code word was, boom. And they all just went, yeah. And all the players knew because they trained for it. And when you look back at that game, it didn't phase them at all going down to 10 men that early. Obviously, they went on and won it and yeah. did that. Yeah. And that's how they did it. And I thought, yeah, no, n- never, never thought of that at all. No no one's ever thought about, is it going to get to the players the magnitude situation? Is it going to, what what point does an attack normally break down? Um, yeah, it's like I say, one of the best things I've heard. 
that, that's a level level of preparation. That, that was it. You that know, there's one. a reason why yeah. he's he's a professional football manager, and that's what impressed yeah. me with it. It was that level, and I I realised that level of prep that they go to and the work they put in right there is other managers won't be doing that, but. Yeah, I mean, they're what they league, league two, aren't they? But he still goes to that level of prep. Yeah, and it's yeah. you know, it's still, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's blew my mind. That's again, that's something that I'll be taking into my, into my coaching. Jesus, oh well, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So from 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 obviously the experiences you've had, top and bottom, um, and the level you've been at. Is is there a particular age group that you you prefer to 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 referee uh, that you might yeah. enjoy? Yeah, eleven aside is where I prefer. Nine aside and and and, and the younger kids and stuff like that. Seven aside, it's just it is refereeing, but a lot of it it's a lot more coaching there. Mm. You talk to the kids throughout the game stuff like that. It's good to keep your hand in it and to do it of a morning because normally they're the early games and do you know it gets you out of bed a bit earlier and gets your legs moving for the next game. You're not particularly running because of small pitches, but I don't know. You're, you're using your voice and you're awake. You're more awake for your next game. I kind of use them as a warm up for my next game because I've got my legs going, I've got my brain switched on, um, and there and I don't mind doing them, but I prefer eleven aside. Anything eleven aside, um, I would say under fourteen, fifteen up is better because it's. It's proper football. They can kick the ball far enough to play good football and and develop from there. And then yeah, just you know, open age and you know, do women's football, you know, do the vets football. But yeah, anything eleven aside is what I really enjoy doing. Mm. Uh, I think that they're, they're the better games you get. And um, yeah, and the counties, I just enjoyed every moment on them. But again, that's that's took my learning to a new level. I found myself on the counties just. I just watch people. I just sometimes just sit back and watch how they're dealing. Even before the game, when they meet the chairman, what they do before, uh, what beforehand, what the pre-match is, and then you think, oh yeah, yeah, you know, this is this is what it's like, and it's nice to go to grounds and stuff like that, and, you know, meet all the people because they love footy as well. That's why they're there. They love football. Yeah, the, the the proper non non league football fans. They're, they're proper football yeah. fans. Now, I'm not saying that obviously Everton and Liverpool are me, they're not. Yeah. But go to a non-league ground, go in and get a beer for two quid and a, and a sausage butty or chips, pie and gravy for like a fiver, plus your ticket. It, it's, the atmosphere is brilliant. I mean, we had North Shields here um, for an FA Vars game at Vauxhalls and that atmosphere, they brought, they brought three coaches down of people their team bus arrived and they were all stood in the streets outside outside the arena with flares flags going absolutely <laughs> mental now we're little old Vauxhall Mo- well we're not little old Vauxhall Motors but this is something we haven't seen yeah. for a while and me and, and the committee are stood outside the gate going oh, this is going to be a fun one today yeah, and yeah. We, it was absolutely bouncing in the, in the social club afterwards and stuff like that but it's the buzz off isn't yeah. it it's the buzz off like I it sounds strange, but like before the game, I can, I can empathise with the players that are in the build of them. You know, when they, you know, I call it battle of the boom boxes. Like the other week up at St Helens, they both bought boom boxes the away and home team, and it was just you thought you were in a nightclub. I swear to God, who had the better music? Yeah, uh, it was uh, Clayton Lamore had the better music and the biggest boom box I've ever seen in my life. Um, but you could feel their buzz, and you do get a buzz yourself with it. You know, you can't win as a referee. You can never win as a referee, but you can have as a boss game, watch a cracking game of football, and come off at the end of it like, yeah, that was, you know, what a game that was type yeah. thing. Or you can have 90 minutes of arguing, shouting, 
and you, you just no referee wants that. Yeah, the, so that's you, your you, win. Yeah, you prefer the latter, wouldn't you? That better experience. Yeah, because if if do you, would you say the majority of referees focus on that? Yeah, or the other side of it, especially at your level when you go into counties and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's focused on just enjoying it, and you know they'll talk to the players and stuff and that, and you know it's getting to know the players like because I'm quite new to it certain liners and referees know players they, they know club um, chairmen and stuff like that because they've been there that long and so many years because I'm quite new to it um, I was away in Norwich and I've been there twice and the chairman was like oh hello again you know and it's good to see that they remember you type thing um, and you just start building relationships with stuff like I've done Winsford a few times so a few relationships with their players and stuff um, the, I got my first wipeout at the weekend as well uh, Winsford's number seven I just took out the winger and I was stood the other side and I knew it was going there was nowhere to go and I was just and I got up and I was having a laugh and joke with him some people might think whatever but he hasn't meant to do it it's just where you are because you're in line with it you have to yeah. get caught don't you but uh, yeah that was uh, you know someone said that's kind of uh, you, if you've not had one of them you're not doing your job so I've had that one now <laughs> so, uh, do you have any injuries it. off it and do you know what he caught us and I, I I got up and I sprinted away and they were still down and the, the manager said to us and the worrying thing is well three of you went down and the quickest one to get up and chase after the ball was the liner so, he's, <laughs> so I didn't think it did the winger any favours on that one but uh, no it was alright from it to be fair like. yeah because you, yeah. you've done that level is there any is there any goals you've set yourself is there, is there a particular level level you want to get to or are you just kind of taking it as it comes and just enjoying yeah. it I do, I do enjoy it in there but I mean I've set myself goals because I don't want to become too kind of like well I'm happy doing this and I won't push, push myself so I'm seven at the moment um, you used to be able to go seven to five um, but I don't know if that's still on the table so next year I'm going to be is this refereeing levels yeah, or is it so the steps seven, in the football period so there's seven levels of refereeing um, I don't don't quote me on then you get down to three where you're at I know like I know so the fellow I work with he's a 2A and he's working on the National League so it must be like a, below that and obviously he's going to be Football League so three I think is like uh, Northern Prem and stuff like that but you do different things so Really, it should be a level five to assist on the counties. Um, but obviously, I've been assessed and happy with me, so I'm doing that as a level seven. So I'm already doing a level five's job, which is why I don't really see the point in me going from seven to six to five. I'm just wasting a season going seven to six. So if I can do a double jump, mm. I would like to do it because I'm working as a five now. Um, then four, and then... I think level three referee is probably is probably doable for me with my age and stuff like that is going to come to be a factor but I look at it and think where I'm at there's nothing to say that I couldn't get to a level three referee um, and then I, th- I think you, I don't know what one but certain one you can specialise and say right well I'm going to be a liner and carry on going down the ranks or I'm going to be a ref and carry on down the ranks and also then you can go to women's football now again don't quote me on this but they I don't know why they set up like this but they're different levels I think there's mm. only four levels of women right. I don't know why they didn't just match the men and have seven because then you could jump across and match but they've got a different one it's a four setup. so there's a possibility of going into women's football um, at that point I'd have to sit down with whoever's my mentor and say you know with my age and where I'm at what would be the best route for me Mm. Um, and and I'm open to they're the experienced ones they can say you're really good on the line or you're a better referee or where you're at type thing so again at that point when you get to that level you can kind of say well where do you think I'm going and I'd look at them directing me mm. if they're after me as a referee and think 
right, we want you as a ref, go on this route, listen to them. If they say, we've been really impressed with you on the line and you're doing well on the line, we want you to go this route, okay, fair enough. Mm. So that, that's my goals really at it. And I think I'd like to ref where, I'd like to ref in the stadium as about, you know, a thousand people or something like that. Because you do get a bit of a buzz in the crowd. Football, when it's quiet, it's weird. But a football pitch which is quiet is weird. Um, and it, you know, a crowd is good to have. You know, Winsford had a good 500 when I was on the line there, and there was loads of banter with the sideline and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's it's more enjoyable to do them games than it is when there's just stood on the middle of a. It's dead and it's, it's flat. It's dead and, and flat. And yeah, I can imagine. It, I mean, the energy obviously translates over to players, but it must obviously ref translate over to you guys as well. It does, well. yeah. It's, you know, it's, they're not there to watch you all, but you, you can feel it, you know. And, I've done the hardest game I've ever done is Marine uh, up at Marine when they had that storm come in. So we had hail, we had hail, yeah. snow, pouring rain. It was freezing. The pitch wasn't the best. Um, and where I was stood, I was on the side where the uh, changing room is. So everything blew in my face. <laughs> and he had driving rain, hail, and even the, the old fellas behind me were in the thing could see. Like I, I was actually shaking. And we have buzzers on our flags to press a button. It got that cold. I couldn't press the button. My hand had seized up. The ref wanted a book a player and he had to ask us to remember the number because he couldn't write. That's that's how cold it had got. <laughs> and even one of the players said to us, Can't you just can't you just call this now? It was it, it was that cold. Could could you have abandoned it for that? Well not abandoned it, but postponed for, for obviously weather and stuff, or is it when the ball is gonna be playable? I think when the when the hail came in, he could have just said like look, five five minutes, let's go in and come out type thing. But it was kind of like intermittent, if you know what I mean. It wasn't all all the time so you could do something like that but yeah it just wasn't enjoyable and I learned a massive lesson that day so we come in at half time and um, the ref was working with I can't remember his name it's from Manchester he was really good though he stripped off and put a new kit on all nice new and dry I mean the other line and stood there and we was yeah, I, I could have gotten a shower and not got wetter <laughs> everything was soaking and what you do you get colder at half time and you go out you yeah. get colder don't you yeah. whereas he started again and he was alright and he was yeah. alright and I, so from now on I always take have, a spare change I have two, two, two ref kits and last Tuesday night everyone caught it coming Andy because it poured down on oh, us yeah. at half time I got changing the other line I looked at me and I said, I said I've learnt my lesson here. <laughs> so I two pairs of shorts and two ref shirts <laughs> for that because it's just having that restart because sometimes you're that cold mm. Um, but it affects it affects your concentration it really does you know when it's that cold and stuff like that you, you're looking and you're being fresh and you can but your body starts just start playing tricks on you there was an offside and the the, the, the LFC Liverpool fella said how did you give that offside and he said we were right in front of you and said it was there I'm absolutely freezing me and I said to him I said there uh, driving rain I said but also I said I said all I've seen is like they were in blue and they were in red AFC Liverpool I said I've seen blue and I can see red and then he appears the other side like the hail ahead of the defenders and I was like it's got to have been off there because he's there so a flag but turns out what it was is the bench had the players on and they all didn't have they had red jackets on oh right okay so all yeah, I yeah, could yeah. see because it was like you couldn't really see pick out thing I could see the red of the, the bench mm. And then he was actually behind that. So then when the ball was played, he'd come through. But I could just see red the wrong side yeah. and then he appears. So I said, I explained that to him afterwards. And do you know what? Again, fair enough, can't argue that. Yeah. And I said to him, if you know if you can have lads on the bench... They should be wearing to, pink bibs, shouldn't they? Yeah, they should have had bibs on. Because yeah, fine for that, for not wearing the, bibs. Because they're warming up, they wear a bib. But when they sit back on the bench, I don't know if they have to wear a bib, but there's still that block of red. Now, in a game when it's clear and it's sunny, you could be able to see it. But in that one, dark, 
hail and stuff like that and you can just kind of see blurry type things it, it, it made a big difference on it now when last time I did them they had white bibs on in the, in the dugout so whether they listened I thought <laughs> you know what at least we won't leave it to chance again so yeah. but again that's down to explaining communication and setting all you end up saying sorry if I did but that was the situation <laughs> it's madness isn't it yeah it is mad to, to, I would never have thought about any of these these little bits and pieces it's yeah and hopefully it gives a little bit of insight to everyone else and obviously not just in youth and junior football and that little bit higher up because hopefully we'll have a couple of people from the counties listening to this but yeah it's it's bonkers like even just a block of red can, can yeah. affect and it, well more so it's obviously the rain and the hail and stuff distorting the view but mm. it, they're, they're big factors aren't they really yeah, yeah. It's, it's as a line you know, one thing I've learned is like the slightest thing to take your eye away get rid of it um, Avro playing like a fluorescent orange um, and when they were warming up they had um, bibs on that were the luminous pink but there wasn't a massive difference between the luminous pink and the orange. So when they're warming up and doing their sprint, it just takes your eye because you see something come through and you're like, oh, no, it's just, it's just tub. At half time, I just said to the ref, can they, can they put... And they, they did, they sorted it out. But it's just to have that, you know, you just... As someone take your eye away and look back, you can miss... It's it's, it's hard line. It's split seconds, oh, isn't it? You really, you really have to be on it. Um, you know, there's times where you make mistakes. It sounds so stupid, but... Um, half time messes the line his head up because blues were going left and reds were going right and now they're not so if for one foot for 10 minutes after half time you're telling yourself right blues right now blues right now and you know what it'll go out and it'll go for blue and your, your arm will go up left and you're like oh what if it and they start kicking off and you're like <laughs> and you have to swap it and then you look terrible but it, it's you know little things like that I had that for Ashton the other week and at the end of it, the referee was lovely he was like so come on taught me through that throw I said I know I said I knew it was blue I said and everything in my head was saying go right and my arm went up left and, and I you know and it, it, it was muscle memory it, isn't it, it, yeah. it is. it's, honestly it's horrendous and I was saying to the forward I was saying my bad my bad mate it's blue ball all day like it wasn't even contested uh, I was like look you know my bad they had half times messed my head up or whatever and they're fine with it you know what I mean it wasn't yeah. I didn't try and say no it's come whatever I was like yeah, yeah I completely this is my bad and the ref was cracking afterwards he just had a laugh at it and said look we've all been there he said you know you just you just learn it's one of the things going forward you learn so yeah, yeah. well I mean we talked a lot about like the positive things and bits and pieces we did touch on it a little bit but we are losing quite a few referees out of the game and the younger ones hopefully stick through and they they understand and learn what they what they need to do and hopefully this again gives a bit of insight in being a people person is one thing that I've I've picked up on you know not creating situations seems to be a big one by by your behavior yeah um is there anything we can do to kind of stop people dropping out the game and encourage people to become referees is there anyone in particular that should think about doing it yeah I think the support like I said before the support is there from now but um, I think it's always hard for someone young with no life experience to, to be a referee and some people may disagree with it but they haven't got that life experience to deal with that situation to deal yeah. with the one if you've got one parent shouting <laughs> I will quite. I will. I'm within myself. I'll vocal back. You shut up. Uh, that whatever you're moaning out there as, hasn't affected this game. As it no, will shut up then. And you can see other people on the sidelines. Oh, it's unfair! But this ref's standing up for himself here, and, and I'll go back in that parent will go back in the shell, and and probably won't pop uh, pipe up again. 
But if it's a younger referee there that hasn't got the experience or the confidence to do that, then it's hard for them. And you, it's football, the coaches, I think, are better. I think coaches are definitely better. Even certainly, like even in the the football, like the older ones, the coaches are a bit more switched on now. Don't get on the back too much. But parents, parents are yeah. Still, parents need a lot of education. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd fail. They're yeah. they're the ones who, when I see on thing that people have quit and stuff like that, it's not so much coaches or players. It's the parents that are having the negative impact on them. Um, because they don't follow any rules, the parents. There's, there isn't any rules. I mean, it's hard one. You know, you're doing a game. You've got a fella stood there giving you abuse throughout the game. And say he stood 10, 15 yards from a corner flag, and he's got a dog. And you say to the coach, "Do us a favour, mate. Can you? He's, he's not with us. Mm. What, what do you do? He's, he's on a <laughs> yeah. public park. Yeah. He can stand there, and they're saying he's not with us. He hasn't really identified a kid where you're like, right, well, I think the the left back's is because he's shouting, "Come on, Johnny," or whatever. Yeah but he's just decided to give you abuse it's a it's a difficult situation because what a sad life he must have but people, in hypothetical know, but people do it I, I, I do you know what it was a game up at Prenny the other week now you can't stand behind the goal um, in, in, in your football can you no and this fella decided to stand about 15 yards in from the corner flag so we're playing and I was on the line there and the referee spotted him so he came over and said mate can you just move over I don't have to move and it was all this big situation and he was like I'm not with them and he clearly was with the away team and in the end the coach came over and said come on Dave just come round." and he went round but there was a good 10 minutes where we had to stop the game and deal with it and mm. I thought why How it, like you said how sad are you why have you made that why not yeah. just move but there is on, on an open park when you've got someone shouting at you it's how to deal with that situation mm. if they say they're not with them give them a red card give you a red card he's not going to give his name yeah. walk off and that's one of the worst things with parents. It's easy when you know the parents with them, but I've seen a few of that. But that that will get more people involved in football. Mm. Um, as as far as attracting people, it's difficult because I played, and if you like mm. football, you want to play. Even if you're not playing at a great standard, only Sunday league, you want to play. So, reference a difficult one. If you're reffing and trying to play, it'll always be hard. But I don't know. If you, it you know. Sounds silly, but police officers are your kind of your natural thing for it. That's their job, and that's what they do is manage people. Um, I was unaware, but quite a lot of Premiership referees in the past have been police officers and stuff like that, or certainly something to do with that. So you, and you can see why, because it goes across, doesn't it, to it? Um, but I don't know who they, they would kind of target to attract. Yeah, it, it's a difficult one because obviously without a referee, there's no you yeah. can't you can't play your games and. There needs to be something done to 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 shed light on what can be a positive experience, and as you said, coaches are getting better. Hopefully, that has a big influence. But young, I think young people they need mentors. They need they need people who are maybe going to put an arm around and go, "Hey, you've done all right there. Yeah. You've done really well." I think for, for those younger referees, would it be easier to to say, "Okay, your limit is." 5v5 6v7v7 uh, and 9v9 you're yeah. 9v9 until you hit maybe 21 when yeah. you've had a bit more experience and you're a bit mm. more of a people person that's when you can go on to do the 11 aside or even just age groups Yeah, because there's certain age groups where you could probably do under 13s at like say like a, a, a division six or seven where you know you're probably not going to get much hassle yeah. and you can develop and learn experience yeah 
are there practices like that in place at the moment or is it just kind of you can referee whatever you feel comfortable doing yeah I think that the um, I don't think that the if you're under 18 under 16 that you ref anything older than what you are but I'm not sure on that I know the lads that I've seen with the armbands I've, I've seen a few doing fellas games but very very little yeah. I'm guessing it's yeah I've seen a few doing like the line on like West Cheshire 1 and yeah, stuff yeah where, where they're doing that so the learning the trade and maybe done it for two three years um, but it's one of them things that I was saying of the week that I, I'm not aware if it's anything like this but it's not seen as a career refereeing is seen as a hobby um, as well as football uh, but everyone that does refereeing is a hobby because they like football and they play football and stuff like that but um, if it was seen as a career and, and a pathway for people you know, St. George's Park for, for England, like, you know, footballers and those are there. But as far as I'm aware, there's nowhere which is a college for refereeing. And I thought, well, why isn't there? Why isn't there a college for refereeing where, I don't know, it could be one week a year you go there and you go to that college and you do there and you go out and obviously they invite the likes of like local under 19s, under 21s to come and play games there. And during that gone, you're going to have a different referee in each half. They're going to rotate the line. Um, and having a, an experienced line I stood behind them on the line so when they're doing the line it's behind them saying what, what they'll be doing and having that and making it a profession yeah. so then when they come away they can see a step to it and yeah they're only getting paid you know whatever but it doesn't have to be a full time profession but mm. profession but just there doesn't seem to be any training for it yeah you know like there is because I mean I've been to I've been to linesman training but took it on myself to go there and stuff like that but there's no actual like college so for younger kids if they left school let's say I don't know 17, 18 they went to uni so I'm in uni doing this oh yeah and I go to a referee college um, once a week and I, I do that as well you will see a different level of refereeing coming through in 10, 15 time because all the ones who've been to that college and that are moving on yeah are going to be on it mm. and they're going to have the the, the the studying and the knowledge well, it's that more in depth sort of insight into what people are doing um, yeah. I mean you, we've got we've got an Everton football college here surely it could be part of their curriculum I mean yeah. majority of non-league clubs now have got colleges because it's a good way of a good way of bringing youth through but surely there could be that scope for having referees liners yeah, yeah. and that experience as well I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, because it, in that situation, you've got players that might not make it, and you say to them, "You're not making it." Um, but we have got that you say we're also doing a, a referee thing, which like to give it a go and that, and you'll get it there. I worked with a few referees, and I they were at something like that at at the Liverpool Everton College. So what they what they said is that you basically went there on in the morning, and then they said, "Right today, you've got a, a such and such game," and their mentor was there with them. I was like, "Okay, well." Where where's that throughout football obviously they've had it is it still going on now I've not seen that or had that thing yeah. but like you say if they've got the colleges there and they're doing training anyway why not open up to it um, yeah obviously you've got a referee who's I don't know say an Everton referee and he's in their thing well the games he does aren't going to be Everton just to keep everyone happy on the sway aren't he's going to do a Liverpool game versus whoever type thing so you don't get affiliated to a club but I think having clubs kind of sponsor a referee and training throughout would be a good way of doing it yeah a good way of promoting it on mm. and making it like I say making it a profession making it not just a, a hobby you know you're not you're not a full time referee until you're a championship or a premiership yeah well there's massive clubs in league one and two and massive amounts of money in them things so 
if I was a club there, I'd be like, look, I'm happy to pay more money a year for referees if they're all professional and they're trained a lot more. But it's, it's how they approach it, isn't it? It's a tough one for the FA because the money's not there and COVID's hit everything with the money and stuff like that. But to see the next level of referees and, and better referees and, prog- and progressing on, I think you've got to invest in the training of it. It's like anything. If you don't invest yeah. in the training, it's not going to have a knock-on yeah. effect. Of course it is. Just just sending, for, well, for example, a 16, 17-year-old lad on like a one-day course. And uh, we've seen them here where they've done a couple of days and then you're like, right, okay, off you go. And then with, with obviously football coaches, you have CPD, so you continue professional yeah. development. Is there stuff like that for? Surely there must be stuff like that yeah, for I think referees that's when you get as well. Your mentor, yeah. like I say, I'm open next year, so I should get a mentor, and I think they come and watch and give you development points and stuff like that. Um, and I've spoke to other lads who I've got them, but that's that's fine because you you've been given like a mentor personally. Whereas, and obviously when I'm on the counties, you've had observations and feedback. But as far as I'm aware. I don't know if I'm wrong I've not had any feedback from the league or any cups or anything I've not had anyone come and watch me as a referee since qualifying Yeah. from Cheshire FA so as I'm aware I've not had anyone no one's thought well he qualified <laughs> he's working as level 5 he's doing quite well I'm going to go watch that game Yeah. there doesn't seem to be that and that I've not, intent to kind of go right we're going to develop our referees yeah yeah someone's told me about there's a thing called core someone said it I think it's a crew uh, and the, the ones that they've, they've picked out for maybe like suppose like maybe a higher potential that kind of move on they go there so I asked well how, how'd you get there and no one's ever come to watch me you know <laughs> I, I could be awful I, I could be awful thinking I'm great I could be great thinking I'm awful no one's actually come and watched us I can only go on feedback about people like yourself and stuff like that so I thought there would have been, you know, just an older head, even from Cheshire FA or something. Just have a little pop round the, the games of the weekend. Right, well, I'm going to go here, see him. I've not seen him, ref. I'm going to go and have a look at him. Well, they're all down playing yards. We're going to down playing yards, see how they get on. There doesn't seem to be that. Mm. Now, if they've, maybe they're too busy to do that. But if I was looking at development youngsters, I would be going to random games and showing support to them because then they don't feel like they're on their own because they don't know you're there but you've been there. Oh, no, he's there. Well, it, it's ironic, isn't it? The people, well, I say the people, but the Cheshire FA who are, and even just the FA who are putting this message out of respect and you've got to do this, you've got to respect referees and you've got to respect players and everyone. But yet, the people who are mainly getting the brunt of the abuse and probably the ones who are dropping out faster. There's no, like you say, there's no support for them. Like even you probably get welfare officers coming around, but they're not yeah. watching referees and how well they're doing. They're obviously there to try and make sure that they're safe and stuff. Yeah, the more you, know, you find, like the, the leagues, the more bothered that they didn't have a respect barrier up, or yeah, you know, or finding people for not wearing bibs on the yeah, bench and, and stuff, and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, well, as a ref, you like you want to know, like, well, you want to know how you're performing and stuff like that. You know, do they rate you? What can they see you as? And uh, you know, I've asked. I asked a question about level seven to five to develop on, and um, got an answer from a, a member of the Cheshire Affair that said, uh, "Don't run before you can walk. Give it a few seasons, then see where you're at." And I was like, "39, a few seasons. I'm 42, and I'm still where I am. What's the point of me doing that?" Mm. And I get, I know why they're saying it, because if I go for promotion, I'm not doing the leagues that they want me to cover. Yeah, they don't. If everyone if everyone progresses, no one's doing the the lower leagues, um, and kids football. If they want people to become refereeing and 
and continue refereeing local leagues, then the way they judge how you're promoted maybe is a bit dinosaur-esque, maybe it's yeah. So you've got to do open age, 20 games open age. But what's the difference between 20 games open age or me doing um, a Tramier FC under 16 versus crew under 16s? That game's on it. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That yeah, is, that's, a, that's a standard, that's isn't a it? That's a standard yeah. of a game of managing people, which is more than two leagues, two Sunday league teams in Birkenhead. Yeah. That's, you know... 100% that is, yeah. That's, that you know, that's what they're, they're saying with this 20 game. So next season for me, so doing the Eastern Junior League, all them games won't count for me. Mm. So I may as well not bother. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah. So you may as well not bother and then they lose a referee and then I'll look at doing like the men's game or whatever. Whereas if they count it, you know, maybe like under 15 up, under 16 up, they can still judge you as a referee. Your positioning is still the same as if you're against men and stuff like that. You're going to keep people refereeing their leagues. That's why I think Sunday League and, and, and kids football struggling referees particularly because it doesn't get the referee anywhere. If you make it worthwhile them doing it, mm. then they'll stick there and I'll stick around doing it not saying you can do or you can't do kids games and always get bullied on because obviously fans deal with you differently but that game of football predominantly is the same isn't it yes and um, I thought that was a bit alien like um, when they said you know it's got to be open age and I was like well an open age women's game isn't as quite isn't as fast as under 15 16 football male it, mm. it's a completely different game the females are a lot more technical um, the pace just isn't quite there but it's a, it's a bit slightly different, you know. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested to see next year how how it progresses with myself it, and good yeah. promotion. It's one thing I'll definitely be going for. Um, but it's then how do I manage it and how do I? Because I want to still work locally and with the the kids and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I've said to myself, if we do get to level three, four, you know, there's nothing wrong with a morning doing a kids game. Yeah. It's your warm up game. It's you know yeah. whatever. Like don't overthrow yourself because I've done three, four games a day. Sometimes that last game is tough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, still keep your hand in and 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 don't forget the grassroots side of thing. Give a bit back. Yeah. Most refs I've worked with who are higher level don't do anything. Yeah. But the only the fact I worked with the fellow the, the weekend and he still does Sunday league on Sunday. He was like, yeah, I do uh, kids, and I thought that's great that you know like you're a level four referee but you're still giving back to the levels where, you know, level six, seven referees are there. So and I bet you he's got a, a great rapport with the kids, with the clubs, with yeah. anyone. With the, and with I, the Norfolk players he was yeah. there. He was and good I bet you he's the first one to get a text on a Monday morning or a Sunday, uh, Tuesday saying, is there any chance you could referee our game? Yeah. I bet you any money he's the one who's sought after and he's probably got a decision of about six or seven games. Yeah, because there. I mean, that's one thing. I think my phone never stops. Yeah, it's just honestly like. Yeah, it's me. It's me. <laughs> well, actually, it's not me. It's Dave. Dave on a Monday morning. James, we've got this Charlie away. Can you can you come yeah. to Charlie? <laughs> but it's like, um, yeah, the missus is like, who's that? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. It's just an <laughs> a number saying your ref does like three weeks ago with any chance, and it's horrible because you turn loads of people down. But I say to him, is please just carry on asking because there will be a week where I can't yeah. help you. Uh, and I don't mind getting the text mm. and I always reply to them um, I think I don't need I can't stand like ignoring someone even if it's just uh, you know the other weekend we were away in Bristol I got three requests just a message saying sorry I'm away in Bristol this weekend yeah. rather than just ignore it because there's nothing worse than ignoring because that person might not be key but one day when you've got to work with them like well he ignored me message we never got back to us a little thing like a message back just makes a big difference in the rapport with someone going forward so always try that but yeah be interesting to see where refereeing is in a few years time um it needs money investing in it 
but how they do it obviously that's how, how they set up yeah definitely. yeah but I think I think positive positive looking like when we go to to playing fields and stuff there's a lot of young referees on there and I hope to God that they stick at it and and they understand if they take that experience of you know the the magic moments of going to counties grounds having crowds of a thousand people there yeah. chanting giving you a bit of jip and you're having it back that that's probably potentially what you're doing it for you you're doing it as well for the kids in the grassroots side but for the county side it's all about your professional prog- progression yeah and definitely like you said if it were to be thought of as a career option there might be more, that little bit more uptake yeah I think the younger ones do see it a bit like that now because they see uh, I know Rob Jones come from ourselves and he's you know he started off you know 15, 16 you know I think he was younger than that within Cheshire and up so the seeing people do that so it's there but it's again it's what you've got to identify is it's the same as football there's how many referees around the country there's only going to be 20 premiership refs mm. You know, a season. So, it's it's the are you going to make it? Is the same as football? There's going to be loads that get to threes and fours and hit their limit and don't make it. So, at what point do they do that? Did they continue with it? You know, as a career, if it's a career way and it, and it doesn't work out for them, is there going to be a safety net? Because I know with football now, obviously the the, uh, yeah. the clubs train the players. Yeah, and they're stuff focusing like that. on it quite they're heavily, aren't they? Yeah, if they don't make it now, rather than just dropping them. So you'd have to do the same with the referees. It's something that obviously you'd still be working, but it's like, well, this dream of being a Premiership ref, you're not going to be it because it's a, such a when you look at it, it's such a small few, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you know, it's a, I don't know how many referees there are in each county, but you know, across the country, and then you've got I don't know how many referees of a weekend in the football league. Say hundred, isn't it? Yeah. It's not many. Yeah. Considering how many referees are out there, so. And you know what? I'd love to meet someone who turn around to me one day and go, "Yeah, I want a referee in the Premier League." I think that's that's quite a refreshing thing to hear. Yeah, yeah. To have and that. especially if they were a really good referee, you think, "Yeah, you could get there." Yeah, and that's it. I think with the the few I've worked with there, the two I've named, yeah, it's going to be obviously they're both gone to level three now, and you know it's not not beyond their cards. If one day I'm watching a game on TV and it's them, I won't be surprised. Yeah, certainly wouldn't be surprised at all. I'd be like, "Yeah, you know what? Yeah." You, you, whatever it is you add it and you can see why you're there mm. so yeah it, it is it's interesting to speak to people who've got that desire um, to progress but that's where myself I set myself them standards because otherwise and goals if you don't have goals you just become a bit well I'm happy what I'm doing I'll just carry on yeah whereas it's like well just push yourself a little bit more you could do it better you might be going to ground you might be doing with better football and one thing I've learned is that refereeing a higher standard of football is actually easier Yes, I can, yeah, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you go to a Sunday league and they're red and they want to kick each other, whatever, it's there. But when you go to like West Cheshire and they want to play football, yeah, the game's quicker, but people are a bit more um, like kind of switched on and want to play football less than just have a shout at the referee and the yeah. tear up and, and go at it and go to the pub afterwards. So there is a difference. So I think that helps. Yeah, still hanging from the night before wanting <laughs> yeah. to give someone abuse still. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Still, still not quite sober, yeah. So yeah, yeah I definitely have, have thought and found that the uh, the better standards just seem to be not easier to ref but it's it's nicer to ref you know what I mean mm. it's nicer yeah but that's yeah, all good uh, mate I, I think we could sit here and talk for hours to be <laughs> quite honest and it's I think I get the pleasure of this every weekend when you come and do our games but I appreciate you coming on and doing this no and 
again hopefully we can influence people and hopefully people take a lot away from this because uh, this is what this is for so yeah cheers for that mate no thank worries. you very cheers. much cheers that's it soon Thanks for listening to the Grassroots Network podcast. For more coaching resources, training equipment and podcasts, head to our website, www.thegrassrootsnetwork.com. Again, thanks for listening and I hope you liked the episode. If you did, please like, share and subscribe. Get social at the Grassroots Network on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook.